Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Squeaks. Squeaks. And Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. Bit of the OG crew. We've had a lot of uh, right. of the newer guys rolling around, but we got you guys back. <laughs> um, we have a lot to cover today. We're going to be talking about the new Harry Potter game. We got a big Batman news that just dropped over this week. But let's first start with our question. What Harry Potter house do each of your pets belong to? Jonathan, let's start with you. <laughs> so, so we almost like uh, got got squeaks real pissed uh, before we started recording. <laughs> I don't know anything about the different houses of Harry Potter. So oh, I was like, well, God. I don't have a pet lion or a pet snake. So, um, so what do I, I, have a, I have a dog and two cats. How do they fall into these houses? They all have animals. And uh, yeah, he's just like, what? You don't know. Don't know about- so yeah, you guys got to educate me a little bit on uh, what the different houses mean. Well. Just a, a question for you, Squeak, since you know more than me. Could you have a pet snake that's like a Gryffindor snake? Or... Mm. Yeah, I think so, actually. Or yeah. just like um, snakes naturally evil. I think there's there's a couple... Uh, <laughs> that's the um, thing that Jonathan keeps messing up on. He keeps thinking Slytherin just means evil. Oh, yeah, yeah evil, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. no. Joffrey? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like... If, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It, you know that's not Joffrey, right? I just want to know. No, I know, that. I know. Okay. They just look, they, just look, they, they like play the same person pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god, my Harry mind. Potter is a beaver. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, there's uh, multiple attributes for each house, so I feel like let's just throw it out there, like uh, kind of like the really opposite of the uh, the movie is like Gryffindor versus Slytherin, right? Because you got the Harry right. and the Draco thing going on, so I can see a snake. Well, the Gryffindor being like the main one, like bravery. Um, right. Yeah, shit. Maybe you're. Maybe your snake's super brave or something like that. You know, I don't know. There we go. I'm not a reptile type fan, so I don't really know Same. how they yeah. act. So, yeah, I can't speak for snakes. <laughs> so, but I'd be pretty pissed off if I had a pet snake and then somehow it puts a sorting hat on and it's like, oh, Hufflepuff. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Hufflepuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, jo- so Squeaks will start with you. I'll go second. And then Jonathan, listening to both of our explanations, <laughs> okay. we'll have right, it just right. for his, his pets. So, Squeaks, go ahead and let's, let's hear about your pets. All right, so I'll just go for my one, um, uh, my dog, which is a husky, uh, named Yeti. And um, so speaking of like just a Gryffindor and like the main attribute is like bravery. Uh, I don't think my dog is brave, so no. <laughs> so we'll cancel that one out. Uh, Hufflepuff uh, is more like um, uh, loyalty, mm-hmm. and I don't think my dog's loyal at all because when she meets like someone brand new, she'll jump all over them and lick them. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, not um. What do you, uh, Ravenclaw with the, um, intelligent and like witty. Uh, so I'm not saying this because I'm a Slytherin, um, fan and whatnot, but I will think, um, Slytherin is also like, besides, um, uh, cunning and, uh, ambitious. Uh, I think my dog, even though when I want to, uh, uh, it's going to sound bad, but like fucking put this dog in the ground because it digs so much <laughs> holes okay I, if i see another hole in my effing backyard okay you're gonna widen it <laughs> a little bit it up. <laughs> i'm gonna widen a little bit this dog's going in so no matter what i feel like i feel like that can be an ambitious like no like saying no to me when you're not looking i will definitely be digging another hole so yeah but now I got it locked up on the side of the house, so uh, a side where I don't care that's not visible, so have at it. So I'll yeah. go with Slytherin. <laughs> Slytherin for your dog, okay. So I have two dogs, and Beans, who is, he's, he is the smart, the cunning one, uh, a lot less affectionate. He, he's like, he knows the game, he knows what mean, going outside means mm-hmm. and what it could mean. Like, he's, he's definitely the smart one. He's Slytherin for sure. Um, 
and I'm constantly having to play like mind games, like you know, trick him and like, oh, you're going here, and you're like, haha, bitch, that's the vet. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the other side, we have Aang, who loyal to the end. I was like, okay, is he brave though? He'll act brave. He'll like get up in your face and stuff like that, but then he just melts to butter whenever like shit gets real. So I'm gonna say Hufflepuff for him. Nice. Uh, very loyal though, and um, and kind of night and day with with Beans, who's just he's a great dog. Beans will defend you too, but he's out for himself first. And then if like oh okay yeah, Frank gives me food, so I gotta protect him. And Aang doesn't think <laughs> yeah. that way. I think, but yeah, and Aang is not as smart as Beans. I'm gonna be honest, poor guy, but he's a nice dog. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, do you have a better idea for yours now? So I got two cats and a dog. Mm -hmm. Uh, One cat is definitely smarter than the other one, though. So I'm going to say Zoe is a Ravenclaw. Okay. The ones, the smart ones. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Because uh, like she can, she can get away from the other pets, especially when the dog's being annoying. She can like uh, find a way to jump over the fence and stuff like that. Uh, the other cat, he'll just like sit next to it, like, "Hey, can you guys let me let me through?" Because you know I want to get on the other side, but he's not smart enough usually to sneak through places like uh, the older one. Um, so yeah, I think Zoe's a Ravenclaw. I think um, our younger cat, just the name. I can't even remember his name right now. You can't remember <laughs> your cat's name. <laughs> no you wonder go, why Ash. you can't remember Harry Potter houses. Sorry. You don't know your own pet's names. <laughs> right. Uh, smaller one's Ash because I keep thinking of my son's name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say he's probably a, a Hufflepuff because they're known for loyalty and hard work yeah. and patience. So he's mm-hmm. very loyal. He's um, reading that chart with the different Harry Potter houses so hard oh, right yeah. now. I had to bring it up on <laughs> yeah. the computer. Like, okay, but the, the chart that I have doesn't have their names next to him. So I have to look at another chart to get the names. <laughs> it's you. terrible. It's terrible. Uh, and so my dog, I don't know, because she's, she's pretty smart. She can, if we don't latch the gate properly, she can unlatch the gate. She can yeah. dig and get out most of the time. She makes holes everywhere, like you're he's saying. He's an escape artist, that's for sure. Yeah, so she's she'd probably be a Ravenclaw too, probably an elect, even though she's very like calm usually. She'll just sleep on the couch most of the day. Uh, but yeah, she's sneaky sometimes too, like stealing food off the yeah. counter when we're not looking. She doesn't have any of the brave attributes. She's not. Mm-mm. She's almost <laughs> cunning though, so I kind of think she could be Slytherin as well because she's. It's a difference between smart and cunning, and she's kind of mm-hmm. closer to cunning sometimes. Yeah, she's but she's also with- like if you you know step toward her, she's gonna roll belly up. Yeah, she's not, uh, you know, aggressive in not, any way. Yeah, exactly. I, she's a muggle. Who are we kidding? Your dog's a muggle. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> she's at the train station sense. watching kids run into a wall. Like what? <laughs> she's like surprised. <laughs> and then she's That's gonna try it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, examining the wall the whole time. Like where are they going? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So for the network for Geek Freaks Network, we have a brand new pushing buttons coming out on Wednesday. We got a brand new Trek Freaks coming out on Friday. It's going to be uh, episode three with a special guest. We've got a new interview with uh, Carol that I can't wait to share with everybody. Um, and so many more things coming out. Uh, we don't have, we have a new Outlast podcast. That's the other one. Um, Sloop is going to be the week after. And so will the new round three be the week after. Round three is our brand new podcast. And it's, it's going really well. So if you guys like fighting games and you want to know what it's like to be on the esports side of things, go check that one out. All right, let's head into the news. Starting with a Halo series premiere, Squeaks, let's go with you first. What's your initial reaction to this Halo series? Um, a little, uh, man, I guess, um, like a bright future, you could say, after watching okay. the first episode. Yeah. Um, I think when we talked about it, and there were some things I uh, I didn't like, but you know, if we're not going to go fully into it, we don't need to. 
but uh, I will say like the beginning was jaw dropping. I was not expecting that opening. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of went to this, you know, this middle portion of the episode where it's like, okay, I don't really care what's going on anymore. I don't care about the story that's kind of developing. But then that ending had me really like, ah, man, this is really nice where, um, you know, no spoilers or anything. But when they were in the ship and the Spartans were kind of like looking at the Marines, but the Spartans knew what they were doing and then they kind of took off. So I'm like, okay, so I'm not going to just uh, kill my high hopes for this series. Um, this early because it is only the first episode but i could say like a portion of i mean i'm hoping there's like going to be multiple things kind of going on um more uh, storylines but this initial story with this one teenage girl i don't care at all about and i hope it's really not focused yeah it's like why are we doing this like it should literally be a katana a master chief and some spartans marines whatever doing what they do. And it's like, man, I hope this is not going to be over. I hope this story with the teenage girl is not going to overshadow everything else. I talked to um, I talked to Kyle, who's read all the books. What a nerd. And wow. uh, <laughs> apparently a lot of the stuff they're using is from the books. Like we were asking, have they ever attacked humans? Has the um, Spartans yeah. ever fought humans? Apparently they fought pirates. And uh, so these guys and I know in the games, like when you're dealing with some of these colonies, they're not fans of yours but they still deal with you i mm-hmm. think this is taking place before the covenant is really known well actually we know that they didn't know who the covenant was so maybe it's before then but it feels like the spartans know what they're doing like the spartans definitely know who all these people are so maybe it's just that yeah you know it's, it's a little bit tricky where the information's coming from yeah you're right though you make a good point because you're like in the beginning you find out that these colonists pirates whatever they didn't know who these covenants were but the spartans the marines and everything kind of felt like they knew what was going on yeah so it's yeah that is interesting i didn't really catch that at first yeah hmm. so i i think we're gonna get a little bit of politics of like well you know you guys are misleading the miners or whatever um and that'll probably get hammered out i'm also getting a lot of vibes from um Starcraft, like how Starcraft has two factions of humans within it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what this is feeling like. It feels like we're hearing from both sides. What do you think that we're going to get from from Master Chief's character? I, I think they're going to be exploring more of like him as a person. What do you think about that? Um, I could see that for the fact that we had his helmet um, taken off in the first episode. So yeah. I feel like, okay, right off the bat where we're not used to that emotional connection uh, with the video game because we are Master Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's really uh, making himself vulnerable now. Um, so I feel like we can, yeah, like I said, get this specific connection and explore him as a more of an individual also, instead of him just kind of like killing everything, which I'd rather see anyway. <laughs> immediately when that helmet took off, I was like, well, there goes all the mystique. I, it, yeah. took, it took away so much of it for me. And I think that might be the Mandalorian's fault in one way, because it's like, yeah. Mando made that moment really big when when he finally took off the helmet. We saw Pedro Pascal. It was huge, and um, I think they might have pulled that gun a little too fast on Halo. I don't know. They probably were like, look, we can't do the Mandalorian thing. They've already done it, so they're probably changing. It, but it's a little weird. I don't know. That'd be yeah, but that Master Chief thing's been around a lot longer than you know, at least for the fans, been around a lot longer around than the Mandalorian. So it's like I feel like that could still work. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I just wasn't ready for it. You know. Yeah, I think so. it makes him so much weaker, though, because when you give him a face and he's now, you know, more or less a human person, then now, you know, that's his cap. When he has the helmet on and he is Master Chief, he is a myth that can live on forever. You could change the person inside the suit and nobody knows. It's like Batman wearing his mask. But when you take yeah. it off and all of a sudden, you know what he looks like and he's just a regular person. 
then you know it kind of takes takes away a lot from the character too yeah that's, and that's, that's so true. yeah i'm sorry go ahead well i just say that's so true and, and the idea that you are a myth a legend is part of the coolness in the game it's like oh okay this flood's taking over this entire planet drop me in there like you know mm -hmm. and you just feel like you could take over the planet just give me enough bullets and this character definitely does not feel like that way this character now feels yeah he's just one headshot away from dying you know <laughs> it doesn't feel good anymore yeah, it does, it'll feel definitely like a, a power down if we're going to have Master Chief helmetless most of the time communicating with the uh, the teenage girl and stuff. And it's like, yeah. no, the only female one you're communicating with is Cortana. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, man, it, it it will, like John kind of pointed out, make him feel extremely weak if that's what we're going to have the whole time. Yeah. And so I, I, I liked that the first episode it was really, you know, interesting. To me, it seemed like it was from the very beginning it was made for the gamers because it matched the game so much and it didn't give you like the mainstream movies and tv where you have a real gradual build-up you would see a regular civilization then you kind of see like the marines and then you see like a little bit of like a struggle going on and then oh crap we're in a war then you introduce this mighty force that is the spartans and that would be the end of the first episode and then in the second episode you get deeper into what they are and these aliens are fighting and stuff they wanted to get the big hook out there like right up the front and and dive straight into this world that's very extreme from what we're used to. And to me, that was a direct play to the gamers and not the mainstream consumers, which is yeah, cool. That's, sure. that's We've always wanted that. But then in the later half of the episode, it seems to kind of pull away from that. And the fact that he takes off his helmet and like you guys are saying, he's dealing with this, this girl that you know, isn't part of the story that we're used to. And it all just kind of seems to, it later seems like, oh wait, now they are trying to make it more of a heartfelt story that, people can relate with but what happened to the hardcore you know straight to the gamer yeah. gameplay view and stuff like that it's, i don't know i think yeah. they're back and forth a little bit now for sure i could i don't want to see this become like a last of us stories line where it's like this father daughter thing not um, at all nope yeah not i'm not interested in that and uh uh yeah i think you had a good point too tailoring to the gamers because we don't need the backstory it's kind of like the fifth spider-man movie i don't need to see this motherfucking spider bite uh peter parker again you know like we get it right yeah. And for playing Halo so many years, we get the UNSC and Spartans and Covenant. Like, okay, just drop it in like they did in the beginning of the episode. Oh, gosh, man. Like, when they just dropped and, uh, and stuff, <laughs> stuff, like, stuff were just flying out, uh, body parts everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on now? <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, definitely just, oh, man, I just hope they could kind of nail this. I'd rather much see the Halsey doing everything to keep her Spartans alive than whatever this teenage girl is going to be. I think we, I think I might dislike the stuff you like on this, actually. The combat stuff I thought was kind of poor. So um, Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, because they were trying to show that the Spartans were faster and stronger than everybody else, which they so are. But then they kind of sped up their movement in a way that felt disjointed and not real. And yeah, I was like... A little, that Uncanny mm. Valley kind of thing where their it, animation yes. is a little too fast and it's, yeah, it looks, it looks mm. like a 20% fast forward yeah. of uh, actual movements yeah and I then that in a couple scenes. which you notice that like in early cgi days on star wars was that way where like all of a sudden you'd see like obi-wan jump too mm -hmm. high up and you're like i get that he can do that it just looks weird when he's doing it with this bad cgi or the early spider-mans are that way as well and then on top of that the um hud moments like they're like oh we're going to show you from the position of the character which yeah. was cool in doom it was like revolutionary in doom but here i'm just like you're trying so hard for the nostalgia, which you don't need to do. We know who this is, and we're, we're already nostalgic as it is. This feels just like you're 
disjointed. It feels like it's a mess to me. Like they didn't know what they were trying to appeal to, in my opinion. What did you guys think like, of the HUD moments? Yeah, I think you could save those for for specific scenes where you need to show his perspective. Like he's struggling, he's about right. to die or something like that. And he's, you know, looking out for a you know uh, a supply drop or something like that. And then you can see it from his perspective while his screen is glitching out or something. They used it in in this first episode just to show that it is there and that it is the perspective that we're used to in the game and that his uh, health will regenerate and he could see the bar across the top and that's yeah. cool but I don't think it was necessary like you're saying. I I want to hear a fan's perspective that doesn't watch movies that is not a movie fan because we have both pers- at least I you know you guys play more games than I do but we played a lot of Halo growing up yeah and so I'm a big fan of Halo but I'm also a big fan of like all the you know MCU movies and all the just I mean modern movies old movies all kinds of movies so I'm torn between wanting to see the movie made for gamers because it's a representation of the game we play and a mainstream, like really cool, clean cut movie that's, you know, made for, for movie watchers. Yeah. So that's our, and I think that's what you're saying, Frank is like, we don't need all this, this, you know, shoehorn nostalgia in the movie, but I think they put that there specifically for the gamers, but, but yeah. mainstream people don't care about that kind of stuff. It feels well, then- awkward. Yeah, for that nostalgia, um, I don't mind like so like the power up shield, but it has to be more fluent. Like take cover extremely fast, hear the sound, but make it not like a noticeable thing. Like exactly. let me wait here for a moment, and do it. Yeah, don't like zoom if you on just kind of did thing. it like a yeah, kind of like a quick Easter egg. Like okay, you got shot, duck cover, you hear the sound, and go back out. Not like let me pause yeah. for a moment, whatever. The switching gun thing that was yeah, that should have just been fluid. Just pick up a gun, you know. Yeah. Um, but the visor hub thing, I kind of like what John was saying when it's like a perspective that he needs to be looking at something or the fact that maybe like a really cool close up kill. But they did it a couple of times in that episode. And it's like, that's enough. And we're only in the first episode. Like, right. I get it. Like, if you did it once for a really cool kill in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, that's cool. Let's, you know, I don't or need to see it multiple times. Another way they could do it if they wanted to really introduce, you know, how the technology works and stuff early on that that teenage girl that we're following, you know she finds a helmet or some, well, she wouldn't find a helmet. Spartans don't lose their helmets, but you know, she digs through their, their supply drop and puts on a helmet. And then she's trying to like, just protect herself, just survive. But now Ooh, she wow. can see what they can see. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's true. That's and that'd be maybe the reason she's the only one that survives is because she was using their armor or something like that. John just predicted that she's going to become a Spartan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be hard to do um, with him running from everybody. I, I don't know, man. Or, I, I'm hoping this will be good. It's hard because I'm coming off a of Halo Infinite, which I believe is the best Halo game ever made. And yeah. I, I mean, I just I kind of replay it right now, basically. <laughs> and so coming off of that to this where I'm just like, your Easter eggs, you don't need to pause for 10 seconds to show us an Easter egg. Just make it an Easter egg. And we're supposed to look for them yeah. or, you know, notice something. And so it was yeah. kind of it was a tough, tough moment. <laughs> Do you guys think now I'm kind of I don't know, just spitballing here. This this young female character that we're following, you think they're going to build her up and build this relationship with her and Master Chief? And then she dies. And that no. is like the fuel that motivates, you know, him to to really want to fight the uh what do you call it? The covenant. That'd be neat because yeah. it'd be unexpected. But um, yeah, everything so that you're saying about it, just I don't want to <laughs> see it. I don't want to see the relationship between them. Like, okay. I yeah. actually want just to see these going. two like be buddies for a while, then separate and tell their stories separately. Because mm. the idea of what I think is gonna happen, like Squeaks was saying, is the last of us. That I do not want to see. No. I want to see The Last of Us do it. And that's, I don't want to see Master yeah. Chief do it. He's supposed to be on his own. And then like the fleeting moments when he's with somebody else, like actually in the newest game, he has a pilot that he's kind of like bonding with. Those are fleeting moments because the next adventure is going to come. And the only person he could trust 
is the AI in his helmet, and that's what makes that relationship so important. And the fact that Cortana, spoiler alert for all Halo franchise, Cortana portrays him and then comes back is, that's heart-wrenching, because again, it's the only person Master Chief could trust is an AI. Oh, man. That's good. Don't I don't care about this teenager that we have to follow around that's like, another yeah. thing, just last part, I can't can stand how many shows are doing this now, where oh no, she's gonna get stabbed. Oh, somebody shot her, stabbed the guy that was about to stab her. Whoa! Like, we've seen this a hundred <laughs> times. We already know. It's to the point now where we see somebody, like, on their back about to get killed, and like, okay, somebody's gonna come and shoot this person. I actually want to see her die at that point. <laughs> I want to see, like, <laughs> that follow would be the through. Suspenseful. <laughs> yeah. That would be the surprise. Yes. Oh, my God. Alright, uh, grades for this first episode. I gotta see. What do you guys think? Ah... Uh... That's hard. I would say if I was just a gamer, it'd be like a B plus because it does have like everything from Halo, yeah. it seems like. Uh, but yeah. as watching mainstream like movies and wanting like, a good TV show out of it, then I'd probably probably do a C as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to do B minus. Um, and that's yeah. because the ending brought it back up to me where you had that suspense of the Spartans. Like just the Marines locking eyes with the Spartans. Be like, okay, yeah. That was yeah, the best part we- of the whole thing. <laughs> Seriously, like we think you're gonna be here to, you know, take down Master Chief if needed, but really those guns are pointed at them and it's yeah. like that tension build up. So it's like, okay, I had a, you know, it was high here, medium sucked, and then the ending brought me back up, so that's why I had to give it a B minus for myself. I especially like the idea of like the the three Spartans, first off, one of them says, Well, yeah, if they're gonna attack Master Chief, then they are the enemy. Like that whole mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. above the UNSC, above all of that, like you attack yeah. Master Chief, you're the enemy. And then yeah. when they point the guns at those Marines, not really threatening, but like the guns are there. The idea that like around them is the rest of the military. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. The the Spartans understand, like, we'll take you, all of you fuckers out <laughs> to save Master Chief. <laughs> yeah. I explore that. I love that part of this. Oh, it's so yeah. good. All right, we had a really big uh deleted scene drop for Batman. So spoiler alert for Batman, if you guys haven't seen this yet, for the Batman. Uh, and if you haven't, I don't know what's going on with you. Um, but if you guys remember, when you watch the movie and at the very end, they have a website, ratalada.com, which is, you know, from the movie. You can go to it. You could basically answer questions from the Riddler. At this point this week, finally, that game has ended and it dropped a deleted scene. You had to ask, answer three questions, riddles, and I won't tell you the answers, but they're all about Joker. So just go ahead and try it yourself. Um, <laughs> And and yeah, so this, we have this deleted scene. Did you guys have a moment to to watch this deleted scene? It was five minutes. Squeaks, you did, yes. right? Okay. Yes. What do you think about this new Joker, Barry Coogan's Joker? Um. Okay. Well, a different approach with Joker, like we've been seeing, so that's neat. Uh, the scars uh, that it's like really open now. Oof, yeah. um, I I like that. It's definitely brutal. Yeah. Um. And uh, gruesome look on him. I don't know if I care about his whole face and. Probably, I'm assuming, body being that scarred up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, the hair was too much, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's pretty perfect. I think everything's a little too much. Like, I would have been more like a, been okay with like a Jack Nicholson smooth ish, like whatever, but with those mess, with those scars on yeah. his mouth. Um, but, uh, I do like his, uh, dialogue with the Batman and how he was talking. So, I mean, that's pretty much all we got, really. So I think that's my only uh, downfall is just overall, like, the whole body is that messed up, which honestly, that could be it. Not that big of a deal, but I'm just not used to that, really. I'm only used to that, honestly, with the um, Arkham series where he starts to get sick and stuff, where he's like really yeah. mutilated looking. 
Yeah. That's an excellent Joker, by the way. That's a really yeah, good storyline. Where he just so these people are not familiar, Joker dies in that series, but stays around in the game because he's inside of Batman's head. And Batman like talks to Joker the whole time while he's fighting other people, which is so yeah. freaking cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think you're 100 percent right, man. I think he's just a little bit too much. Maybe he'll heal up a little bit before he goes out. Wouldn't do so, does more things. Um, the mouth is very off putting because it's like nasty yeah. teeth and just mm-hmm. ugh, got a stuff to look mm-hmm. at. Uh, but I really like the personality, and I think that's yes. one of the high points, especially the situation where. Uh, for context, Batman is not sure who the Riddler could be or what's going on with the Riddler. So he's going to Joker, somebody he's already fought and put into Arkham, to ask questions about the serial killer, which is so silent to the lambs. They give this Joker as Hannibal Lecter. And Joker right away freaking calls it. I love that Joker's smarter than Batman on this situation because he says, like, what do you talk about? Riddler is you. You guys are both masked vigilantes fighting for your cause. And Batman realizes that later on in the film when somebody says, I'm vengeance. One of one of uh, Riddler's guys says, I'm vengeance. And then it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, uh, so I like that that Joker calls that right away. And, and uh, this is a smarter Joker than Jared Leto's Joker. We can at least say that much. And I think it actually might be a smarter Joker than we've seen yet. Um, not I mean, Heath Ledger isn't a fantastic Joker, but I'm just saying for like actual like psychology wise, which would be a really cool version of Joker, somebody who can like mess with Batman's brain would be really cool. I think this is going to be something neat. Yeah. I honestly think uh, that's probably the type of Joker that we're going to get because the uh, director, Matt Reeves, right? Matt Reeves, yeah. Matt Reeves, uh, I think already put out saying that he has no plans for the Joker being in the next uh, movie. So right. I'm taking that as like the villain. So I think we can get those dialogues back and forth with the uh, Batman asking questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to see more of that smartness. Um, but then that gets me thinking, um, who and we see that would fit that world. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go because a uh, all time favorite uh, scarecrow, but I'm talking Arkham Asylum scarecrow. I'm not talking Ooh, like, yes, the little smarter one. Like we could get the twisted ass skinny body, like, yeah, insane type scarecrow. And that's what I want to see, honestly. Yeah. Uh, in this, but I would love to continue to see Joker talking to him. And maybe like a third Batman, we kind of see him like, okay, now we're getting, you know, Batman versus Joker. Well, and, and the entire time Batman's fighting his rogues gallery, he's putting him into Arkham Asylum, where we already saw Joker was recruiting Riddler. So we mm-hmm. can have Joker building up a an Arkham Asylum game, all right? Because at that point, Joker basically lets loose the entire ward, and Batman's trying to put them uh, together. God, that's a good freaking franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, everybody's wanting Mr. Freeze. I think Mr. Freeze is the slam dunk. Mm. Do you really want to make everybody happy? Because Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, God bless you, man, but you you done messed that character up. Use the <laughs> animated Batman version of him. Yeah, somebody mm-hmm. who's smart and somebody we have compassion for. Like, Mr. Freeze is just trying to save his wife. And you feel bad for him. And I think that's what I want. But um, I don't know. Then I want to see those. Di- I want to see that dialogue between Mr. Freeze and, and Joker where he's trying to say, like, they try to stop you from saving your wife, you know, and then just, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. manipulates him into to becoming a war serial killer. That'd be really interesting to yeah. see where that goes. We also have the uh, Gotham series, and it's rumored that uh, Two-Face, we know that it's already been rumored that this Joker will show up in the Gotham series, the new Gotham PD on HBO Max. But now there's a new rumor that also Two-Face is going to be uh, one of the bigger villains that will be coming across there, too. So, And that's a that's future. That's an exciting future, because even on top of that, they already said uh, Penguin was going to have his Penguin? HBO series. Yeah. So it's like, holy shit, man. This is, uh, yeah. this is exciting. 
And then following the movie, you know that basically that movie is going to be about, or that series is going to be about Penguin coming into power. Mm-hmm. And that'll be cool. And if they could get, I mean, Matt Reeves will direct that one. He's going to be directing the Penguin one, and he's going to be directing a series just about Arkham series, uh, Asylum. And then we have another one, Gotham PD, that's not by Matt Reeves, but still same world. We have those three. If God, they man. are to the quality of Peacemaker, I will be so yeah. happy because Peacemaker just totally justified all my hopes in DC TV series. That was such a perfect yeah. show. It's so good. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm uh, trying to get through uh, Titans again uh, on HBO, okay. and it's you know you could tell that definitely the budget's up there. Yeah, but yeah, if I could get like the Batman quality on an HBO series, oh my gosh, it's just it's just super exciting for DC right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to the new Harry Potter game. We have some gameplay that came out this week. This is a Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy. Uh, Jonathan, since you know so much about the houses now. <laughs> well educated now. Um, all right, so this game, I first thought was going to be an MMORPG, but it is not. It's a single-player action RPG. That's fine by me. After seeing the gameplay, I'm more excited than ever, really. Uh, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, you're actually living, actually, at Hogwarts. It actually feels like you're actually going to class. You have an in-between class, stuff like that. Uh, I'm really, I'm really hyped for this, John. Do you think you're gonna pick up a game where you could actually live as a character and try to unsolve this mystery and this new villain? I think back in the day, I would have loved a game like this, but it sounds like a very time-consuming game, and I'm at the time of my life where I could just like hop into a <laughs> ten or fifteen-minute round, and then I have to get back off because the baby or wife or dog or something. So, uh, yeah, it's not not as easy to play anymore. But I think back in the day, for sure, this would have been a good game for me. Yeah, we need we need just like Quidditch matches. Y'all can hop in on the Quidditch matches. There you go. Multiplayer. Be a seeker. I've used up all the words I know of now. <laughs> oh, man. That was the last word I knew. Uh, what about you, uh, Squeaks? What do you think about this game? My most anticipated game By since far. it was originally announced. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, and this, uh, this Let's Play just like, just, oh man, the, just solidifies that I, I'm going to be excited about like, my my excitement is still continuing with this game, and oh god, um, you watched it. I'm assuming, right? I did of a little bit yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that game, first of all, is freaking beautiful. It, oh my gosh, I, it the is environment on that game, outstanding looking. It's crazy yes. how beautiful it is. Oh my gosh, just the scenes where you're walking on each um each house, like their corridors. Oh my god, just yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, artistic, you know, design of each um of uh, the environment, um. And I'll talk a little bit about, you know, the things that I'm kind of excited for and uh, kind of what I'm hoping for uh, also, uh, besides how beautiful it looks. I like how um, this the, the fighting style looks fun, um, just blasting from distance of different, um, you know, spells and uh, the, the parry options that you can have. Um, but also to kind of go on top of that is that the upgrades and the talent trees that they yeah. advertise for. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, man, I could, you could, you know, pertain to a certain style that you like. I really um, like those talent trees. They actually look fun. Like sometimes talent trees are just yeah. like, okay, I get it. This is the ones I go click on to be the best possible. No, it's like mm-hmm. you like fire spells at a range, or do you like AOE, or do you like to be able to trap people or summon things? It's like you can go anywhere yeah. you want to. I love that. Man, it's just I mean, they announced so many different spells that you can use in the game, so that's kind of cool that you can do a certain route on how you want to play. Um kind of reminds me of Elden Ring a little bit because I picked a specific class and did not realize like oh, you could do multiple things in this class. I thought this class just pertained to one thing, so mm-hmm. that's kind of neat. Um, uh, I like how you're actually feeling like you're a student in Hogwarts at the same time that yeah. this big story is going on. 
Uh, so it does feel like Harry, where you're like, oh, I just got to go to um, their um, her- herbology class, or whatever it's called, and then like you get to see the portion or the part of that gameplay where you're making like a type of potion or something where you're like mixing something in a bowl. And it's like, man, that's gonna be so cool that at the same time, this big thing going on that, hey, I'm just still a student in Hogwarts. Exactly. I like have Harry to do these be. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the story seems cool. And that's the most uh, scared thing I was looking like hope that would happen. Um, seems like this whole goblin uprising that's going to be working with these dark wizards. Uh, it seems like an entertaining story. Uh, I know it being just a single player. That's one thing I was worried about. Like, can the story actually like hook me in that I want to keep playing and not just gameplay? You know, yeah. it's like Elden Ring. Oh, OK, I play that. Uh, all day for gameplay but the story is is just extremely lacking and those games are always lacking in the story but it's like i want a story that's going to pull me in and that i want to actually find out what's going on next um yeah so i'm super stoked for this game i think the only thing that i'm hoping that not hoping like if it happens it happens if it doesn't whatever i'm not going to freak out about it would be we saw that these like secret layers and stuff in hogwarts right at least you know, you could maybe say like dungeons or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it'd be neat to explore that dungeon or secret layer or whatever the case may be as multiplayer. That would be really uh, good. I think Specifically that'd be fun. those moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it doesn't have to be the whole game, obviously. Like, let me, like, you know, yeah, right. Uh, let me um, experience, um, you know, going to class and like these little story things by myself. But if there's like a big dungeon or something, whatever the case may be, I don't know. I'm just going off of whatever that gameplay was to be like, okay, you could queue up with the party or at least one other person, you know. Yeah. And then you, know, you and your buddy from a different house going and whatchamacallit, discovering like, oh shit, there's some bad shit going on. So yeah, that'd be neat. I don't think that's going to happen, but that'd be pretty awesome. What we saw so far though, I think this is definitely the beginning of a franchise and I think it might be the best way to expand Harry Potter forward because I haven't even bothered watching Fantastical Beasts because you told me not to. So yeah, I horrible. haven't bothered watching it. <laughs> this it new one looks pretty good. good. I, yeah. I think I got to go back and start watching it. Yeah, I did. I still feel the same, but <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I had to because I, I'm kind of looking forward to this new one. Just with Madsen and now I'm like, oh god, he's gonna amazing. Be, Mads Mikkelsen is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the trailer yeah. for this new one to me looked better than the regular Harry Potter movies from like ten years ago, whatever. Like the it, later ones, at yeah. least the first couple were really good, but yeah, later and I agree. Good. Like this new trailer, yeah, it looks really good. The new for the movie. Yeah, because they're in the new movie, kind of going off topic here, but the new movie looks like, I, and I haven't seen it, I'm like, they're trying to penetrate Hogwarts, like they're actually going to Hogwarts or whatever. Yeah. And the the first Fantastical Beast was like in London or New York or some shit. I didn't care. Hogwarts is where I want to be. That's why I'm looking forward to this mm-hmm. game. There we go. See, I have brought it back. Um, That's the cool <laughs> part. And so the fact that they're returning, and then I don't know who the actor is, but he's I like the actor a lot. He's in, he's actually on Walking Dead, a few things. The fact that he's like a muggle that gets a wand, I'm like, oh, I want to explore what's going on with that. That's cool. And so, oh yeah, fully as an outsider, I'm liking this new trailer, and I might have to watch them just to be able to watch this new one. We'll see. What What, what do you think about the game, though, Frank? I mean, I'm up, to, dude. I can't wait. Like I said, I think this is the proper way to expand the Harry Potter world, and I want to. I actually, I almost bought all the books a couple days ago. I was like, do I mm-hmm. really want to invest <laughs> so much freaking time into reading this entire franchise? Mm-hmm. But I almost did because I, I like <laughs> Harry Potter. I just was old enough to be like a little too old to really read all the books. Uh, you know, I don't know. I know adults read it too, but um, <laughs> right. I was just at the time it was like, oh, I'm too cool, man. You know, I, I'm in just I'm in mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. I'm too cool for Harry Potter, which is <laughs> such a geek thing to say. But that's, that's exactly what had happened. Um, but anyway, so I want to get into this world. and I want to expand it. And this might be the way to do it. And I think it's the proper way to do it because again, it brings back the magic. I remember so well yeah. that, that the, the shot that like was 
blew my mind in the first movie was that panning shot of the like cafeteria or whatever in Hogwarts, and you see all the floating candles. That shot blew your mm. mind as a kid. You were like, oh my God, this world is awesome. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And then you, of course, you got the music by John Williams kicking in. This game looks like it's going to expand that wonderment that the first Harry Potter brought in me. So I- I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Now we just got to get Jonathan to retire so he could play video games full time. Right? Gosh. Yeah, man, it's a struggle. I get it, John. I'm up uh, one night, like five o'clock in the morning, because that's just the only, you know, from I put the kid down to five o'clock in the morning to get my video game time in. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you yeah, stay up until five in the morning? Yeah, I did once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. Yesterday like, was one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. How so effectively I can do that on a weekday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get up for work at three o'clock in the morning. So I have to try to be in bed by like 10 at the latest. Yeah. And damn. that's when our son is finally getting to sleep. Yeah. Oh, man. It's better than Daniel, who's a single man who, ha- if he's going to work at 10 o'clock the next day, has to be in bed by eight o'clock the night before. <laughs> guys i work tomorrow man i can't be up past eight o'clock this is my bedtime i gotta get up for but, 10 o'clock in the morning work tomorrow like but if the game is worth it he'll stay up till midnight but he's gonna call in to work the next day yeah he'll call in sick for <laughs> yeah. the game that's worth it but uh, I, it is <laughs> hard funny. to schedule around daniel's emotions <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's going on um he's gonna be mad that squeaks son he's not on by the way because that was his big thing because he wanted to be on he's the actually list. uh outside my door right now is he really? Nice. Yeah, he's coming over today. Oh, God. You, you know how to lock the door, right? And you just put the chain on it. Yeah. Text him, sorry, man, we moved. You didn't, you yeah. didn't know? <laughs> no, All right. Uh, we're going to be talking about the brand new Doctor Who. Now, okay, Doctor Who's one of those franchises, kind of like the Harry Potter books. I've always wanted to get into, but it is daunting. There's so much content. It's like trying to get into Star Trek now. And in a lot of ways, it's that way. Jonathan, are you familiar with Doctor Who at all? Are you interested in seeing a brand new version of this? So I've never, like you, I've never really watched it. I've heard a lot about it. I know it's got a huge cult following. And like like you're saying, it's like Star Trek, pretty much. It's another one of those big, uh, it's been on for so many seasons and a lot of people are huge fans of it. But I've never watched it. Then I started looking up Hugh Grant because I'm like, I know that name. I just can't put a face to it. And then I see, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to identify what's the movie that I know him from. There's not one. He's in tons of movies, but they're all yeah. like those, you know, made for TV or like kind of B-level movies and stuff. But he's been in so many so many different things um so he's got a really good range and i think it'll be really cool to see him uh in a in something that will almost guarantee take off for sure yeah so it'll be interesting to see so what they're trying to do they're actually bringing back one of the old series runners for this new season of doctor who and they said they specifically said they were trying to create an mcu expanded universe over here and mm-hmm. and they're trying to bring make it to where it's more accepting to new people Grant is a big enough name to pull in people who have never seen Doctor Who. Mm. And they're going to kind of simplify or retell the story, get it all fresh. So new people can join in now and not have to watch, you know, shit from the 60s to know what's going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think th- I think I'm going to watch this because it's, again, one of those things. Now, specifically, I, I remember the community had like a knockoff version of this. And that's what <laughs> got me into it because community had yeah. their own fake version of Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, I think this is going to bring me in. It, it feels like a J.J. Abrams moment, right, mm-hmm. for Star Trek. Like, those will bring in new people. Squeaks is mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. And, and yeah. get them into, like, okay, now that I know what's going on, maybe I'll go ahead and watch some of the past seasons and, and poke around but like in there. But like you're saying, it's daunting. I don't, I don't remember. I think it's, like, 26 seasons or something like that they have. It's some, some huge number. Know, it's been crazy. on forever. Yeah. And it's like, I, I want to watch them all, but it's like, I, I can't watch them out of order. I got to watch them from season one. Oh, no. And that's going to take me years to yeah. actually get through, yeah. so. Yeah, that's hard, but it'd it'd be cool to at least watch a few episodes. 
and then I don't know how connected they are. I, I some somebody who watches Doctor Who, maybe you guys could let us know on the socials. Uh, check out our Twitter account and and let us know how connected they are because I know the idea is that the Doctor stays is actually the same being, but changes forms when they change an actor, something along those lines. Um, so I think the Doctor from the '60s is the same Doctor that's you know out right now. And, you know, going forward. So I don't know how connected they are. And that's the part that really puts me away. Because, you know, luckily Star Trek is very good in the 60s. But even then, some episodes are like, oof, this is hard to watch. Try watching <laughs> Who Moans for Adonis and say, like, they nailed the CGI on this one, folks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Some of them are a little bit. And then, like, the episode you guys are reviewing this week, it's like, there's a string above that robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's holding him up right now. Right. The, and it kind of wobbles as if it's being suspended. Yes. And then they like, have ah, like, the, sometimes they put the camera behind him and it's like, I wonder why the camera's so close. Oh, that's right. They don't want to show the string holding him up <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, so it, it, it takes you out of it a little bit. It's hard to tell those stories sometimes. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to give this a shot. What do you think, Squeaks? Are you going to be watching some Doctor Who now that they're rebooting the entire franchise? Um, I mean, you kind of saw me a little bit with the whole pulling me in with the J.J. Abrams reference. Yeah. Um, so there's a possible chance, but I could tell you there's probably a 100% chance I'm not going to revisit all the other seasons like I am doing with Star Trek. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'll give it a, like a one episode and see how it feels. I've watched an episode of Doctor Who here and there mm -hmm. uh, just to see what it's like. And um, I just don't really have an interest in it, to be honest. But mm -hmm. I know it's extremely popular, so that's why I'm trying to force myself to maybe get into it. So maybe I will check this out to have that good starting point. It's one of those things, and there's a few of them out there, where it's like, man, I wish I was, like, anime is really good. Like, man, I wish I knew more about here, My Hero Academia, because everybody's so excited about this new thing coming out. And it'd be cool to be excited with them. And yeah. I just don't know enough, so it's hard to, to jump in on that. Yeah. All right, we're going to be closing things up with some recommendations for you guys. We've been doing this lately. What we're playing, what we recommend, recommend what we're watching. Uh, Jonathan, let's start with you. Is there anything out there that people should be playing or watching right now? Um, so playing, I just re-downloaded Sea of Thieves, but <laughs> I haven't had time to even log into it. So I haven't uh, been say, let me know, anything. man. I kind of have an urge lately because I want to continue uh, yeah. that Pirates of the Caribbean. I know. Shit. Yeah. All yeah. the new, yeah. all the new, uh, uh, quests or whatever that we didn't finish. Shoot me a text. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been watching, oh man, it's so good. If you guys have time, you gotta get caught up on Star Trek, but I've been watching the new season of Star Trek Picard. It is so mm. good. Oh, so much like. You know, it's the obviously time travel and and Q and the Borg Queen and all kinds of stuff going on. So, uh, definitely, that's my my must watch right there. That's kind of the consensus. I haven't been watching because I'm waiting to like binge it all right before Strange New Worlds. But mm -hmm. that's been the consensus is like, wow, Picard actually figured out their voice in the second season, and it's just that good. Which reminds me of Discovery because the second season of Discovery was the best, you know. And so, <laughs> hopefully, it doesn't mean also, that we're gonna get the season three bad. But yeah. Also, I've been reading the new issues of Saga. So if you guys haven't caught up, like yeah. you guys, yeah, I know. The newer, there's three three issues out now. I'm I think stacking, the fourth one actually came out this week. I'm stacking the new issues, and we'll eventually get to them. But yeah, yeah, I'm so behind on comics that I haven't even read the first issue yet of Saga. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting so behind I'm on like, Thor. Even uh, yeah. it's like, man, it's hard to keep up on everything. It is, especially with the new Spawn series out. There's three of them, so it's like, okay, like. Uh, it just keeps stacking up on top of the magic series I'm reading, yeah. The Gathering. So, it, one of the things that's slowing me down is not only are we, you know, I am very fortunate to interview a lot of these comic book writers and you know writers and and whatnot and developers. That's great, but I also have to read their comics and read their book and read or play their game or, or watch their show. So a lot of my time is taken up by indie developers that I am enjoying, but nevertheless it means I don't read Thor that week or something like that. So. 
that that's taking up a lot of my time. Um, and there's okay, so I'll go ahead with my recommendations real quick. The Last Kingdom's final season is out right now. I've been holding off on watching the last episode because it's so damn good, and uh, it's based off of a, a book franchise. It has like 23 books. I think they do like two books per season. I could be all off on those numbers, um, but it's generally accurate to history in, in the UK, uh, in England. Specifically, the main character is not. He is this. Just to give you guys a quick rundown of the story, he was the son of a lord in Bebenburg. It's like a northern castle. He gets taken by Vikings. Um, he's raised by Vikings. The Vikings are dead, and now he's this man who's like he has rights to the castle of Bebenburg, but he's helping like King Alfred unite England. It's a really cool story that actually is a pretty fast pace because there's so many books. It's like Lord of the Rings, but turned up to double speed, and really epic battles. Really cool characters. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, it won't, it won't betray you necessarily. Like, oh, I really like this character. It's hard to explain, but like, so say there's like, this guy's a badass, but he's probably going to betray everybody. If this is Lord of the Rings or Vikings, that guy will betray everybody. Nope. He's going to be his best friend and one of his most loyal allies now. And that keeps <laughs> happening. Like a lot of these guys that are like, this guy's a little bit of a badass. I could see in a normal show, he'd betray him and take over. Nope. New mm -hmm. badass. And it's just like, that keeps happening. And then some of the people that like, Utrig, which is the main character's name, when he's like really loyal to a king or something like that. And like that guy keeps disappointing him. And it's not the local badasses that's disappointing. It's like the power at B. And it's like, ugh, that sucks. It's a really good series. The final season's out now. Check that out. They just announced that they're going to do a movie to tie up everything else because I guess there's three more books that came out. Guy's like the opposite of George R. R. Martin. He just writes really fast. Mm. <laughs> and so there's yeah. been three movies or three books since the start of the season or the series. So you guys could check that out. That's The Last Kingdom on Netflix. It's really worth the watch. What do you got there, uh, Squeaks? Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. I'll recommend the Halo series, even though it's like yeah. a kind of like a medium. Um, definitely watch that because it is the new thing. Uh, right now, um, I talked to you a little bit before this, but um, if you have not started at all, the Marvelous Miss Maisel uh, started. Yes. It's a great series. Um, I am a little um, not too happy with this latest season. I think we're on season three. I think so. Four. Three, we're on three, season four, four right now. Four. Season four now. Okay. It's kind of like at a standstill. Like, okay, come on, let's go. Like, let's continue the story. But it's still a, a great series overall. Um, I mean. Visually, that, that, I'm just, I love that series, just visuals. I mean, you, you are like uh, sucked yeah. up into the 50s and 60s. It's gorgeous, yeah. the work they put in that series. Man, for some reason, I am a sucker for 50s stuff. Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I freaking love it. And, oh, man, anyway, yeah. Um, so that's a great series, the Halo series. I think game-wise, everybody can recommend it. That I'm just on Elder Ring. It's the only thing I think about right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, that's all I have a desire of playing. Um, uh, but, uh, I saw you, Frank got on your switch cause I was playing, yeah. um, cause, uh, no matter how bad a kingdom of hearts game is, I still play it. So I was playing the melody one mm -hmm. where it's basically, you're just like guitar hero on your net, like switch controller really, uh, for all the songs in kingdom hearts. Uh, but I saw you playing Kirby. It's so, excellent. Yeah. Really? Ah, fuck. I was I'm tempted to buy it, but I was like, no, I can't buy it right now. I'm not ready for it. I'm so. still early on. And I'm a big fan of like these big open world games. And it's nice to have a game that's like, Hey, this has a level. And you just got to, you know, and mm -hmm. it's embracing. It feels like you're playing Mario 64 or Kirby 64, a classic Damn. 3D platformer. He has some gimmicks. Uh, the thing that, th that this game, the gimmick is he swallows bigger objects like the car or these like big yeah. pylons. Um, that's the gimmick on that. And that part feels like a Mario game. Everything else feels like a classic Kirby game. It has some of the classic sounds redone. 
this I hope this is the beginning of the franchise kind of starting again because some of the recent iterations have been like, well, let's make it look like a Yogi or a Yoshi game. No, oh, that's Yoshi. Leave that over there. This one feels really good. Uh, I'm still too early to give it a grade, but so far I'm very happy yeah. with it. And that's good, man. Man, we have so many good games and movies and shows coming out just because of everything got delayed for the last two years. They're all coming out right now, and it's hard because yeah. it's. I'm still playing Horizon Forbidden West, and I haven't touched Elden yeah. Ring. And me and Joe are playing a brand new patch of World of Warcraft. We're doing dungeons and raids right now, and it's just like, holy cow, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, Man, that's good to hear. That's tempting, though, because it's like, do I go out and buy it? Uh, but it's, I know it's just going to sit there for a little bit because I don't want to really play anything until I'm done with Elden Ring, which I'm three out of four bosses now, story-wise. Um, level you 122. Elden Ring on, on, on the PS5? On PC. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to trade um, you afterwards. We could play each other's games, but that's all right. Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, I have a digital anyway. Uh, digital oh, PS5. Oh, I forgot yeah, that yeah. you I'm were a digital the guy. Okay. <laughs> moving to the future, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I'll probably just end up picking that up now. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, Jalden, any news on your your st- uh, Steam Deck? Have you heard anything about that yet? No. I a, a coworker even told me like uh, he checked his status and it was updated or something like that. Okay. So he's like, "Yeah, man, you, you, they're like uh, pushing us back," is what he was saying. I'm like, "Well, yeah, we heard back in December that everyone was getting moved back two months." Uh. So yeah, he was you know mad saying that he's gonna get it later than he expected or whatever last time i oh. saw it was gonna be around august it said after the after the second quarter after the third quarter yeah Something last like i heard that. was after you the second quarter the but people are getting it yeah me and him both have it pre- pre-ordered but he has the biggest one. Oh shit he's gonna get his first okay i haven't heard very good things about that so i'm interested to see it like in person yeah. from you guys one yeah. thing i've been hearing is that if you mod it you mess it up like not necessarily mess it up but it definitely hampers how well it performs if you try to start adding things to it like um, uh, Windows yeah. or whatever. Like, just stick with what it has, basically, for now, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to trying it out. Nice. All right, guys, that is it for us this week. Thank you very much for joining us. Again, we have new Pushing Buttons, new interview, and a brand new Trek Freaks out this week, a new Outlast podcast. So much cool stuff. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week